0: For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal
1: injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today.
0: Uh, hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I am joined by Ross Geddes of Finiston Cloven. How are you
1: doing, Ross? How you doing, mate? Thank you very much for having me on. No worries. It's, uh, it's an honor you We've had some great guests over the years. I saw, um, I saw you'd had Marco Negri following yeah. in his footsteps. Like, yeah. I, I, it's yeah.
0: almost like not wanting to spot that Glasgow divide. I'll need to get a, a Celtic player or ex Celtic player on next. But no, Marco was was lovely. We caught up with him last year. I was over in Italy for a while recording some podcasts, and he had us round to his house. You know, and out on the balcony just outside Bologna. And, his wife was making sure that we had all Italian food there and nice wee coffee. That's,
1: that's amazing. Uh,
0: they were a lovely family. Really, really nice to catch up with. It's
1: class. Okay, so you're following
0: oh. good footsteps, I have to say. <laughs> How are you getting um, on? Tell us a wee bit about yourself because uh, the reason I, I wanted to get you on the podcast is as many of know that have watched or listened to this before, you know, I believe that I, I like to champion Scottish brands, especially people that, you know, seem like they've got a story behind them and they're they're putting all their time and effort and you know desire into this and, and that from the outside looking in looks like exactly the story we finished
1: yes yeah, i've kind of been in this industry in a way my entire life um how how i kind of ended up where i am now is that you know um i was originally kind of born in glasgow i lived in the south side of glasgow and my mum and dad when i was very first born, they started going around Scotland with a, a caravan and a tent, mm-hmm. and um, basically showing clothing and um, basically selling clothes from a tent. Really, no so per, first year of my life, I slept in a drawer of a caravan. So that's what. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so but uh, I've, that's my caravan card. I've used that like so. Um, that's amazing. I'm, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like, so, As you know, I've kind of travelled around with them for like a year, and then eventually, my mum and dad are, you know, very hard-working people, and eventually they managed to get a wee small shop in Calendar, um, that's, um, so they had a wee shop in Calendar, then over the years they've just worked their arse off and just got to that point where they've had, you know... Now, they've got a company called CCW Clothing. So, they've got a shop in Callender. They've got a shop in St. Andrews and a shop on Byers Road in Glasgow. So, over the years, you know, ever since I was kind of old enough to pretty much, you know, wash a window or sort size cubes into the the appropriate boxes and organize clothing hangers, I've just been in the shops. So, um, and I kind of, as a boy and young guy, kind of worked there most of my life really and then I kind of had that period of where I was just like right, I don't want to work in the family business kind of kind of scattered off I went away and lived in France for a while, Canada, Australia, I probably about eight years that's why my accent's so weird because it's like a, a <laughs> mixture of, of yeah I, it's just like it's a mixture of kind of central belt Glasgow and um living abroad as well once you go over there it's kind of you realize you really need to actually speak properly for people to be able to understand you that's brilliant it's um, so, cat calendar so. how
0: did the shopping calendar come about because what a lovely wee town in a beautiful part of the
1: country Yeah I know it's it's such a like I think it was just a case of my mum and dad were just looking for somewhere that's quite touristy because their business has changed so much over the years you know when they first started CCW clothing they were doing it was like country wear so it was like shooting fishing all that kind of you know barber um which they still do barber now because now it's like a big big fashion brand um but you know yeah, kind of a very, you know, a bit more of a country kind of aspect to it. And they felt like, you know, t- Calendar was obviously missing a clothing store at that time. And it's just that, it's it's that kind of gateway to the kind of Highlands and the Trossachs and stuff like that as well. We well, do get a lot of kind of passing and trade. So, um, yeah, as I said, it was just like they've kind of, yeah, now they're at that stage where they've kind of moved to a larger unit in Calendar. got a big shop there with a restaurant up above it and another couple of shops in Calendar uh, and one in St. Andrews. And as I said, one on Buyers Road. So, um, and it was probably about five years ago that I was kind of at that point when I came home from, you know, basically just working abroad, really. I'd like to say I was traveling, but I was kind of just went, I literally walked up to somewhere and just worked there for a year. <laughs> uh, so, um, and kind of, I was just kind of bumming about Glasgow. I, was, I think I was, I was working in hospitality at the time. And they were kind of just like, they were actually quite close to selling their business. And then they kind of went to my sister and I, like you know, my sister was just like, you know, I'll 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 happily, you know, go into the family business. And then they were like, I took a bit more persuasion, really. Okay. Um, I've always loved clothing. I've always loved fashion, but I've always been quite hesitant about working with your family. Do you know? I understand that
0: it's almost like, do you want to go into business with your friends and family? Because if you fall out with them, there's so much more to it, isn't there?
1: oh uh-huh. and it's so hard like and that's the thing is i struggle with it now it's just like you know you turn up to your if you a family's house and you're having dinner you end up talking about work yeah. do you know what i mean you're all you're all involved in it <laughs> uh, and uh, it's there's no escape do you know what i mean and it's actually just like sometimes i've just lost the rag do you know what i mean i actually had to stop living with my parents when i came do you know what i mean because i was living with them for a while and it was actually just like you know you're coming down hungover on a sunday morning and your dad's wanting to ask you stuff about work and you're just like piss off (laughs) 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 Um, it's funny though because I think that people go to work and they come
0: home and they probably moan to their families or their partners about their work but if you're uh, working with
1: your family or your partner, you know, it's you can't have that same dynamic. Yeah, it's quite hard when, you know, it's just that you're really struggling with your work and you're struggling with, you know, for example your mum and dad and it's just like I've got nobody to talk to about this (laughs) because it's (laughs) actually just just like they're, they're the issue um no it has its pros and cons of working in a family business do you know what i mean it is sometimes it's extremely rewarding sometimes it's stressful but now i'm at that stage where i wouldn't probably change it for the for the world really do you know and it was so i think coming into the family business my sister and i we opened up the shop and buyers road and we kind of said you know okay let's try and grow the business which was ccw clothing and we're a family independent clothing business very much kind of um, very much customer service you know speaking to people and all that kind of stuff but kind of going into the, the you know really kind of you know trying to push retail forward you kind of go to that feeling a little bit where you know i've got all these great brands in this shop now um, but the kind of retail landscape in the high street's changing quite a lot Yeah, and you've seen that in a lot of you know city center struggling and stuff like that as well where the issue with CCW is, and it's not a major issue. We still do fine, but the clothing that we do in CCW you can get anywhere,
0: sure.
1: um, and that's that's one of the the issues. Is that you know people can come in and try a Patagonia jacket on for three hundred pounds. They'll go, I'll, I'll maybe have a think about it. But what they're doing is they're going home and trying to find it cheaper online. Yeah, that's um, extreme,
0: it? because it, what, what people don't take into consideration, and it's a bit of a bugbear in mind, is. They may get it cheaper online, but they're not supporting an independent business. You know, it's it's usually a large corporate organisation that's. There's the reason it's cheaper is because they've got stores all over the world. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, those people just selling from a warehouse. They don't have staff overheads, and it can be really, really painful sometimes. You know, I mean, you're sitting in the shop, and some guy comes up to you and goes, ah, "Well, I can get it for that price online," and I'm like, "Right, I respect you for asking for one, yeah. but like, you know, will you meet me in the middle?" Do you know I mean? It could be the case of like £20 and it's literally just like, nah, I'm just going to go online and get it. And you're just like, I hate you. <laughs> I, yeah, totally. You know I mean, and these are probably the same people that mourn about the high street being derelict. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's... And that's where it... That's
0: 22 euros, isn't it? Because I suppose, you know, if, if people are, are struggling and, and money's tight, I get why they, they would go for the cheaper option, why they'd want to save that money. But I think often, and maybe this is me being unfair and jumping to conclusions, but I think often as well, it's sometimes people who've got the money there, you know, if they're buying a £300 jacket, it's usually, if it's an extra tenner, listen, as you said, think about the overheads and the, the, the humans behind us here.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it's it was kind of, and that's the thing is I kind of got really frustrated with the kind of retail landscape of things and, you know, I, I kind of done a, like a digital marketing diploma, and I like, okay, I'm going to really try and work out how to do online better. But the problem with online is that, you know, with our shops for CCW, and I know I'm talking about a different business now, maybe I'm talking oh, no, about I Sorry. It ties into the story, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And how, yeah, I suppose. But it was kind of just like um, the online landscape is the only way you're going to really do large numbers online is if you're having it the same price as everybody else is selling online, and there's a massive price war with branded marketplaces online, where you're fighting against Amazon, you're fighting against larger retailers, you know, online retailers that can afford to bring core products in and discount them straight away. So you're never really going to compete with that. And so you almost get that little bit of a feeling that you're in a bit of a slow sinking ship, really, where online's only going to, it's not going anywhere. It's only people are picking, Oh, you know, I think, Price is obviously one thing, but I think convenience is another thing as well, where I think some people are further a shop. It's even at a point where they're just lazy where they can't be arse carrying it home. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it comes right. down to. It's convenient.
0: It's a popping into the city centre, and you know they, they could buy something and go to the pub after it, or they could get it online and go to the pub and the worry about that bag that they're carrying about. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's where it's just like you get that there is price to certain of that. So that's where like on as humans, we are just going to strive towards basically wanting things quicker, wanting things more convenient. So that's where I I kind of was just like, right, I can't really. How do I grow this business? And it was really a case of, and it was quite a. As we know my mum and dad were saying. I think we need to have our own brand, um, and so that's where I, I took a step back from CCW and kind of the last kind of uh, three years I've been working on doing finished and clothing, which um, we launched in the winter of actually two thousand and eighteen, um, and it's been an absolute mental learning curve over the last kind of few years of, you know, obviously like a been changing your mindset from being a, a retail director sure. to a, a brand owner as well. It's a different thought process. And um, I've I've always been quite a nomadic person. And, you know, and this is the first time in my life that, you know, I had to actually really focus on something and the, the accountability was quite scary. begin with do you know what i mean where you know because before that i'd kind of just traveled around and never really been in a job that i was just like i'd had a lot of responsibility then all of a sudden we're starting to spend quite big money on trying to bring a brand to light. And that was something that I definitely struggled with to begin with. Was like, you know, and that was where it was just like, you know, you realize that you're kind of um your social structures had to change. You know what I mean? Going out all weekend and coming in on Monday and having to make big decisions, you're kind of like right. I kind of had to screw the nut a little bit as well. So oh. um but it was um yeah it's it's been an it's been an, an interesting journey because, you know, like the reason finished in when it first launched doesn't really look like it does now. Okay. And the, the reason for that was, you know, um, we get to that point with CCW again, where finally my parents are like, Oh my God, we have an exclusive product, which is in our shops, fantastic. And there was definitely a pushing and pulling between the family where, um, they wanted a brand to sell within CCW. And I was trying to create a brand Okay. um and what what ended up happening i would say with the first season is that you know um i probably um the, the brand probably looked like a scottish version of barber okay but yeah. there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that but i would say it just lacked a little bit of identity um in the first season you know i sourced every single zip button stud material put it all together myself it just about killed me <laughs> um <laughs> and basically just yeah and and, and launched in 2018 the, the the issue was the factory that i went with in the uk had um they, they they basically took us on and said yep we'll make all your stuff but the problem was i think some larger orders came into the factory so what ended up happening with finishing its first it was got pushed back to <laughs> the end and you know because i'm sitting there i think they'd said to me like yeah we'll deliver your jackets to you you know halfway through september 13th of September, I even remember the date. <laughs> <laughs> it's ingrained in my mind. <laughs> yeah, aye, yeah. And so, and I'm thinking, right, this is the Monday before the 13th of September, and I'm sitting going to these people, right, okay, um, we still good for this Friday. And then we let like, it go, got an email back just saying, you'll yeah, be another month. And it's literally just like, I mean, September's still late for a, an outerwear clothing brand. And so, having to deal with that, and so I ended up basically launching, finishing its first season pretty much the start of November. Um, so Very you know, to Christmas, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then, and you speak to anybody that works in the kind of retail landscape and fashion, is that November's just a hellhole for discounting? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. Black Friday's about. So yeah. you're trying to launch this premium brand, you know, um, during November. Nobody's heard of you before, um, and um, yeah. I would say it was interesting because you know, obviously, I think when you're so involved in a project, you're you're obsessed about it, and you think everybody else should be obsessed about it, you know. And you're sitting there and you're doing all your videos on Facebook, Instagram, and you're thinking, God, that's had over a quarter million views. I've got this nailed. I've got this nailed. And then you I feel like you start getting ahead of yourself. I, I I think my expectations were I don't know. I I, I was away ahead of what i thought I, where, where i was really um the good the, the successes the first season was that you know i used all the materials were fantastic materials i used great manufacturers in the uk although they were late it's a, a bit of a pain in the arse um, but you know i did a great collaboration with a scottish artist called james clinger mm-hmm. um, who's done lots of kind of murals about the city all my knitwear, all my accessory was all made in Scotland. So there's just like so many great talking points there about what I did. And it was just like I, I would and my I look back on it now and go, that was actually a really, really good success. For the for, for the knowledge that you had to go in and do what you did was brilliant. But at that time, I'm thinking, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> <laughs> it's only in hindsight that you look back and think, ah, that was oh, a success, huh? I actually did a really good job. Um and yeah. So I, I remember, like, you know, as I said, I launched in the I launched the Friday night and, um, you know, coming in the next day thinking that I was going to break the internet, you know what I mean? <laughs> if I'm coming, coming in, standing with my goalie gloves next to the printer waiting for all the orders to fly out. Um, so it was kind of, yeah, I, I kind of got to, it, it, it's, I think, and this is where it's just like, if you speak to, I know we're talking about, you know, for example, Keston Hair or um, 40, you know, other great Scottish brands is that if you want to do a brand properly, there's no quick way about it, you know? And I think it takes a long time for your customers to understand who you are, understand the quality of the garments. And um, yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, that was the kind of first season that we launched with some jackets and it was gents and ladies to begin with. And then we um, ended up kind of going, right, okay, we've kind of built this ship now, which is the finest in ship. And you're kind of just like, which way do we take this? And that's where I was kind of just said to my mum. I was just like, listen, we need to actually make this a proper brand. And that's where it was kind of... I'm obviously originally from Glasgow. And I was just like, what is, like, Glaswegian heritage? And obviously, it's not Tartan. It's not Tweed. Do you know what I mean? It's an industrial city. And I was just like, I really think that there maybe is something here that's not been really spoken about or tapped into as from a clothing brand. And um that was where kind of we kind of went down the line of the the, the shipbuilding angle and we um kind of that we we put that into work over kind of a year and a half and we we're kind of launching the new line at the start of what where are we? We're in February, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so it's this yeah start of 2020 we were supposed to kind of launch the brand and uh, um was supposed to come out in March, and then obviously COVID and Erica, Ross, I, I
0: read uh, online, I'm sure, that uh, when you were doing your research, you got in touch, or, or you came across, I don't know how you knew him, a, a historian called Ian. Yeah. And, and and he basically told you, you know, so much about the story, the you know, the Clyde ship building uh, industry, you know, and, and what was happening down there. And, and when you look at the clothes now, you know, when you look at the, the products that you've put out, it looks like a lot of it's heavily based on the
1: yeah. The poses, off
0: the workers
1: at the time? I'm really, really fortunate when, you know, I started to do a bit of research into this and my mum and dad basically said, well, we should speak to Ian. And I've actually known Ian since I was a wee boy. Right, you know okay. I mean? so Yeah, 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 I've known him since I was a wee boy. And, and I just basically phoned Ian up and I was just like, listen, Ian, this is the way I want to kind of push this brand and I'm really interested in it. And I was just like, who's the best person to speak to? And he was just like... Be son, <laughs> and then um, so uh, yeah, I basically spent almost the summer in this guy's attic, and he went up, we went to his house, and uh, Clarkson, and we um, just up in this guy's attic. It's just that this absolute treasure trove of just, just he's just got so much memorabilia, so many pictures. Um, I wouldn't leave him alone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the thing is, it was just like, I actually became an obsession for me. Do you know what I mean? I've been through all of the Mitchell Library, all the books in the Mitchell Library, and it's just like trying to, um, it kind of engulfed me a little bit where I was just like, I really do think that there is something here. And um, seeing like, obviously, the old logos of all the shipping companies and stuff like that as well, I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Do you know what I mean? And but I think my struggle with what was Ian's involvement then, Ross? Why has he got all this in his attic? he he's he's a a historian and author of the Clyde side, so he's written lots of books, um, and he's also quite heavily involved with the Fairfield Museum in in Govan. And um, so he he's he's basically just like his dad worked in the the shipyards, and he's just it's just an obsession for him, um. And he was just so enthused that obviously someone at my age, at the the young age of 35, um, um, just was just so interested in it and wanted to, and the thing that he was just wanted to be for, and we've been so cautious about this as well from the start, is that it has to be represented properly. And that, you know, any of the history that we are talking about all marries up. Um, and so he's kind of just been so helpful from that point of view and um, yeah he's just um, just a, just that just that you know and he's just an enthusiast really so and I that's even led to me going to you know chats at the Fairfield at night and stuff like that as well so um, and we're definitely this year looking to try and do see what we can do to try and support the Fairfield Museum because you know it's important for us to try and keep the kind of legacy alive and and that's where it was just like, right, how do I build a clothing line around this subject? And that's where it was just like, you know, it's trying to obviously focus on great materials. You know, there's with finished the brand of the way that it is now. You know, we do t-shirts, we do a selection of outerwear, accessories and stuff like that. When it comes to picking materials for any of the, the products, it's a case of, like, what's the best we can really get for that? Do you know what I mean? And there's no no cutting any corners when it comes to basically trying to basically try to use good factories um, and good materials and stuff that's gonna built to last really
0: I think so. it's really interesting that, that you touch on that as well because for me that you often see on Instagram, you know, and, and on social media that there's anyone can almost be an entrepreneur and start a t-shirt business nowadays, can't they? You you see so many people chucking them together. But I think the things for me that sets the the real ones apart is people like yourself, people like you touched on, you know, Harry at 40, they're kissing here, who, they look at the detail of the quality, you know, they they look at how does this tick so many boxes rather than what's the cheapest t-shirt that I can buy and mm-hmm. what's the quickest design that I can chuck on it. You know, I think if you're going to do yeah. this, you really have to heavily invest your time and, and your money into making it a success and, and actually that, devote your life to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, see if you can focus on not selling a product right and focus on actually selling an emotion do you know what I mean? Where somebody actually gets that feeling when they buy something from you, you know? And they, walk, they want to walk around with that like a badge of pride. And and I think that's where a lot of the high streets are struggling now is, you know, your likes of your larger kind of department stores is because nobody gets a feeling when they buy from them anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's And I think the likes of, you know... During the pandemic and you know, small little towns out with of you know city centres have actually done not too bad. Like independence and stuff like that have actually started to flourish, I would say a bit more because what's happened is it's people are wanting to stick to the local areas and it's probably actually made a little bit more of a conscious shopper. Where people are like, Do you know what, I might not have as much money, but where I'm spending that, I really want to, you know, support something local and stuff like that as well. And that's why, you know, like we launched the website and well, originally this year, we were we were support last year. God's sake, I'm getting mixed up in my ears here. <laughs> it's just been one big assault course. <laughs> um, um, where you know, we were supposed to open up the shop in March. We had a shop confirmed. And, you know, a lot of my buying was kind of based around, you know, me having a shop open for March. And then I obviously fell through. And I, I, at the time, I didn't have enough time to get my photography sorted to even get a website up and running during the first lockdown.
0: So challenging, but,
1: isn't it? I know. But literally the first week after we went into lockdown here, my factories went, right, we've made all your stuff. <laughs> get, take it. Aye. <laughs> get it and, off and I, I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They obviously got to move on quickly because they saw what was going on. The first time they actually got to move on. (laughs) And so I I actually had to sit there and go, I I need to pay these people. Do you know what I mean? Because they've got workers to pay as well. So, you know, during the first lockdown, I'm sitting there just basically on mountains of stock and I couldn't even get a, a website, a photo shoot done during that time. So literally it was just this mad dash of trying to get some kind of a photo shoot done, get the website up and running and launch, you know, we kind of launched the brand at the kind of end of July, start of August. So, but then, Obviously, it's just like, you know, I'm selling jackets that are in, you know, that kind of routine. You know, they start at £220 and go up to £320. The reason that we were so keen on getting a shop is because, A, it's, it's our background. We, we're good retailers. We know how to do that properly. That's not the hard bit, but it's it's getting consumers to take that jump into buying a jacket online for yeah. something that they've never had. And that's the thing is, if I even look at myself, is that I've never bought a jacket online before that I've never tried on first before.
0: I'm I'm um, the exact same. I am quite old school in that that I prefer to try things on. And maybe I'm in the minority, but I just think, you know, I, if I'm there I want to go into the shop and try it on.
1: I think it's guys who just prefer to do that really. I think honestly, I think like women don't mind getting stuff with the chance that it doesn't work or doesn't fit in the return it we hate returning stuff. That's I think we'd rather do actually it. Really we'd rather burn it. <laughs> 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 um, so that's that's where it's just like right as soon as we launched the website it was just like we need to find a shop again and we it was a case of like we need to try and get a shop open but it still has to be the right shop and that's where there's, you know and that's where we ended up getting a shop on Buyer's Road which we managed to get open the 12 days before Christmas How <laughs> um, was that? Because I can imagine it was hectic a bit for 40- you yeah, honestly, and this is where it's just like, I don't know, like through through COVID, like there wasn't a single order that came to the shop, right, that was right, everything was wrong, like, the, the, and it's like, people have just like stopped just doing their job, I don't know, it's, but the thing is, it's just, times are so weird, and it was actually like, everything that's just came was wrong, all the shop fits turned up, they were wrong, <laughs> uh, and it was just one thing after another, so... Yeah. Actually, it was quite funny because it was just like, because I was wearing quite a lot of masks and um, my nose was bleeding in the morning sometimes when I was coming at the shower, the top of the nose. And I was sitting there and I took a picture of myself just to show my girlfriend. Like, and I looked back at that picture, right, a wee while ago and I looked at myself and this was like the week and a half before I was opening up the shop. I was just like, you look about dead, mate. Honestly, I was just so stressed (laughs) out. But, I will We opened up the shop like the first Saturday after the second lockdown. I can't believe I'm actually talking about first lockdown, second it lockdowns, and third lockdowns. Yeah. It's mental. Um, and it was amazing. It was honestly so overwhelmingly good to that point where that 12 days, albeit before Christmas, and it's going to be good. Um, the feedback that we got in the shop and, you know, then we started to see all the guys coming in and buying their jackets. People that had obviously been watching you online and obviously yeah. watching the story and um, it was just, albeit, you know, we got home for 12 days. I'm not, I'm sitting here in the shop just now. Do you know what I mean? I come in here work most days. At least I know that I've not made a mistake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's comforting yeah. you feel to feel that. You feel like, you know, but, this has got a future here and, and people are buying into it now. Yeah, uh huh. And that's the thing is it's just like online for us has been albeit it's just like jackets are harder to sell online, but the beanies, the scarfs, the t shirts, the sweatshirts, all that stuff, it's all sold really well. Good. Um and it's just such a weird feeling, do you know what I mean? Coming in on a Monday and just going like, Who are these people? Who are these <laughs> people buying buying stuff, do you know what I mean? And it's um it's yeah, um it's uh it's Kind of, I'm at that stage now with the brand where I know which direction I'm pushing at. I, I know it's and where I'm definitely a lot more excited. Do you know what I mean? Where that kind of imposter syndrome kind of thing has definitely started to dissipate slightly as well. So, but it's been, um, yeah. Something mental.
0: you touched on there was you know you, you were you were sure about getting the right shop. Was Was Buyers Road familiar to you because you had CCW there? Was that one of the reasons you went down? I, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing a few negative comments on social media of people saying, you know, like, oh, this is built in the governorship yards, you know, and, and then they're selling it in a more middle class affluent area.
1: But I know that, yeah. It's the thing the thing is, like, and this is what I've learned through doing this on social media, is that do you know what I mean? Social media can be a great place, but it's also a cesspit as well. But um people are like the thing is is I know the area. I know the area well, and um the, the products that I'm selling are not cheap either so um and you it's you know your uh, audience don't you yeah 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 I know the audience around here as well and I also with the shop is I don't just sell finished in, in the shop because it's not a large line of clothing so I've basically just you know kind of built I brought in some other kind of great brands that I've kind of been able to build up relationships over the years and and bring them in and um it kind of complements Finiston because as a new brand, I think it's quite good to do that because, you know, people come in and see, you know, a nice pair of boots and some nice brands sitting around it and then all of a sudden it starts to make a bit more sense. Yeah. So. What what will I wear that with? You know, what, what does it go with? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, um, but it's been, it's been interesting. Like ov- obviously it's just like because Finiston, I've, it, it's quite funny because I always I touched up on my own social media about you know people going well what did you call it Finiston for and stuff like that and like it was um, but as I said I, was, I called it Finiston just because it's a nice sounding name I like the sound of the name you know and um, I, I've I've been as I said on my social media I've been personally blamed for that gentrification of an area <laughs> <laughs> Finiston, people were trying to haul me over the coals for it like and I was literally just like it's just a name. Um, it's so, funny that
0: isn't it it was almost like is this guy just trying to jump on the back of finished and been up and coming and some of the comments were I think especially you know when like you said earlier you've put your whole uh, like life into this you know you've put so many years and so many months and hours into
1: this like you need to remove yourself from that because you'll never please everyone no I know that and that's one thing that I've kind of had to learn and it's been a real, real, I would say, honestly, like that is probably one of the hardest learning curves that I probably had with the brand is that, you know, like, I, if see with likes of Facebook and Instagram, see the likes of our followers and people that follow us who understand what we do, understand the products and understand what we're talking about, all love us and we get so much great feedback. the problem is, is that, you know, with Facebook and Instagram, as soon as you start boosting posts and you start advertising that's when it goes out into the peripheries of people that don't want to hear from you yeah and they have a look at you and it's very easy for people just to take one look at it and go what's this do you know what i mean and um, without actually fully understanding what we're actually all about and the, the thing is it's just like with the whole shipbuilding industry in glasgow we know that everybody not look, doesn't look upon the industry with you know fond memories and we every week we get sent pictures from people and it's all you know what i mean positive and um, there's very very little negative feedback on it yeah, and right. but it, you're you're always going to get it because it is an emotional subject for some people and that was like one of the reasons like since we first started the brand we've always been like right what is it we're doing to try and support that industry as much as possible so you know that's where um i mean i know this won't be going out tonight. But that's why, you know, for example, tonight, which is Friday, the twenty-sixth of the second, is that we are now launching our new line of t-shirts, which means not just that new line of t-shirts, all our t-shirts and sweatshirts, five percent of all sales are going to action in asbestos, which is an you know an industrial kind oh, of charity. And then you know, obviously we're going to try and look to support the Fairfield Museum as much as possible as well through the year. So it's important for us. And I think and this is where it's just like I think eventually people will see the kind of people that we are and what we're meaning to do and the whole thought process behind it. But the thing about Scottish people, and this is one thing I've learned about traveling, is that we are extremely funny people, right? But we're all naturally a wee bit cynical. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's the thing is, is it's, 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 it's ingrained in us a wee bit where we're kind of just like, what's this? what's this Absolutely.
0: do you know what i mean and, and ross I, um, I feel that we're, we've also got imposter syndrome often you know and I, I spoke about that in a few podcasts and i think that you're maybe looking at a sense that you've been brought up in a retail environment because i think there's so many people out there that you know they might have great ideas but they'll just think oh this will never work you know you, you've actually went there and showed that it can work you know and it's a lot of the time it's trying to have that bravery to overcome those steps isn't it
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's so funny, like, even when they first launched the brand, and, you know, I was still working in the shop, you know, so it was so weird, like, people coming into the shop and trying on my jackets, and <laughs> I actually, like, I, people would ask me, like, what's this brand? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, it's just, like, some Scottish brand that's just came out. Do you know what I mean? Where I was it? almost, yeah, yeah, aha, uh-huh. just, like, I was almost just so, um, it's just... it's it's having that and this is where it's just like it's just like you're going to make mistakes you're going to this is all going to happen but it was kind of like uh, yeah as i said it's kind of it's been a weird learning and now i I am at that stage now where i'm sitting here going well this is actually i i I think i know what i'm doing do you know what i mean and we're doing it in the right way and the thing is it's just like i'm I, you know, I mean, this is where it's just like, you know, you're doing a business, you're not doing it as a charity, you want to make some money out of this. But at the same time, we actually do care about the planet, you know, and fashion is such a big contributor to, you know, you know, pollution and stuff like that. We're always looking into that and we want to try and make a difference as much as possible. I'd love to get to the stage where I'm making my own jackets in Glasgow. You know, that's something that I've love. I'd love to do that because I want to try and invest in more Scottish manufacturing, you know, Um, and, but the the problem is, it's just like, you know, the jackets that I'm doing at the moment, they're made in Portugal, um, which is a great place to get stuff made, you know, Um, and, but if I was getting those jackets made in Scotland, they'd cost, you know, what would cost 250 pounds is probably near enough double that, Um, which is just like, it's a really scary, scary price point to be at, so, I'd how love do you to. Use that, Ross? You know, how, how does the industry get get over that? It's, and this is where it's just like it's almost like because that's just ugh, I think about this in my bed all the time <laughs> at night. You know, about two o'clock in the morning. You know, my, I, the foot's good. Totally. <laughs> um, I, I personally like because this is where it's just like, for example, our beanies are made in Stewarton, just up the road. Which sure? is great. Uh-huh. Um, our scarfs are made in Perthshire. Um, all the knitwear we did in our first season was all made in Scotland as well. I think the likes with knitwear is that there is that little bit more of an infrastructure for that. Yeah, that's um, what
0: Scotland's good at, isn't it? They're, they're known for it worldwide.
1: Yeah, work. and the, there are some amazing jackets, there are some great bespoke jacket manufacturers in. Um, you, in Scotland you know we, we are you know Hancock for example in Cumbernauld which yeah. is just an amazing business Um, it's and, and quite bespoke but it's you know if, it's very hard for this is where I think it, this is what I was talking about beforehand about conscious consumers and that uh, you know if something costs you if something if you're buying a t-shirt for five pounds for example somewhere someone someone along the line is losing out and it's not you do you know what i mean and i think and this is where it's just like i personally would rather get the brand to that point where there's a good demand for the product you know there's that there's a demand for the product for that price and the only reason i've got to that demand is because it's at a decent price point yeah and then sitting going right okay how do i bring this back in and do this myself and actually get stuff made in Scotland because um, if I'm getting stuff made myself and I'm doing that, I need to have orders and quantities behind that as yeah, well. So 100%. and I do think it's just like as as you know, as a brand, see if like the main the main moans that I get for Finiston is that, you know, it's expensive. You know, and I, if anybody messages me directly, you know, I have a guy who was the other week called me a scumbag because I was charging <laughs> £320 for a donkey jacket. <laughs> um, where, And I, I feel that it's my responsibility to then speak to these people. Because if I sit and go, oh, well, these people just don't understand, I'm part of the problem. Do you know what I mean? Where I think it's as a brand, that's how we educate people on where things are made, why things cost that much. And I think it's, and this is where it's just like, as a brand, I don't think you can be any more open and honest enough. You know, I and and, like, blend, I think and
0: often, you know, people, that's where you're maybe slightly unique because I think often people would see that feedback and think, oh, fuck it, he doesn't understand. What's the point in replying to him? You know, just mm-hmm. ignore that. Whereas, as you say, is the only way that you will change this culture is go back and explain and, You know, this is the process. Explaining,
1: and Because and I said to the guy, I was just like, right, I appreciate your answer. I appreciate your feedback, sir. Do you know what I mean? As nice as it could be. And I was just like, how much do you think a donkey jacket should cost? And he just went, 80 pounds. And I was just like, well, I pay more than that for it. Yeah. Do
0: you
1: know what I mean? And I was just like, it's, it's, and that's where it's just like, donkey jackets don't all come from the same place. Right. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I sit there with a, uh, a big sheet of paper with a load of numbers on and I close my eyes and just go, okay, how much is the donkey jacket going to be this season? It's that. It's at that price for that reason. And I think consumers shouldn't be afraid to ask people where stuff are made and why things cost that much. I love it when people actually come in and ask me that because it's like, you know, it's, I, I want to talk because I know I'm doing it right. I've got nothing to hide. Do you know what I mean? Where I would rather somebody, you know, came in and said, listen, i you a question: Why does this cost that much? And I'll be open and honest with people about how much things cost yeah. and why I've got to that. And people ask me, "Are just like Are you going to wholesale for And I was just like, "Well, unfortunately, the way that my brand is at the moment is that I, I can't really. There's not even a wholesale bounce in that. I'm trying to sell things. I'm trying to get stuff really well made and sell them at a decent price. And I've, that's where it's just like people that understand and um, know, like, see the jackets and the work that goes into them. They think I'm selling them for cheap." Um, where uh, it's just, as I said, it's just trying to educate people as much as possible because, and it's not the consumer's fault because we've been led down this path where we think a T-shirt's a T-shirt, a jacket's a jacket, and I think it's just about being as 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 open and honest and wanting to talk to people about where things are made and why they cost that much. So, um, where do
0: you where do you think the the future of the brand goes for here? And, and I think you know what's quite interesting as well is earlier on we touched on. You know, that the high streets are struggling. And I think it's it's almost a statement as well that you went out and got a street, uh, got a shop on the high street, because you know yeah. that, that's that's probably what differentiates you in a certain way is, you know, as you says at the very start, it goes back to customer service and that's that's where you,
1: you thrive. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is like see buyers road as well, is just like the one thing that we've got here on this is it's, it's got an amazing footfall, you know. And um it's it's it's, uh, after, like, you know, obviously, like, working in the West End, there is this, just, it's a massive, just melting pot full of different people. Yep. You know what I mean? Where it's, and that's the thing, is that it's, it's, it's like, people. if you said, you know, you've seen people say, why are they putting a shop in a, a, a middle-class <laughs> yeah. area? And it's literally just like, where would you want me to put the shop? Do you know what I mean? Do you want me to put it in the middle of nowhere? Do you know what I mean? Like it's everybody's gonna have their opinion on things and that's that. But um I, as I said, like <clears throat> for for the brand, what I would love to get to, this is the dream, right? Right. Um, you you're the I'm, first person I'm, that, I'm listening, I'm ready for it. <laughs> right, you're ready. I would love to get to that point where I have, like, somewhere in Glasgow somewhere, there are so many beautiful old buildings that aren't getting used, you know? Have somewhere like that where I have a small factory, I've got a Finiston clothing shop, a nice restaurant, um, a cafe restaurant, and then at the side of that, I'd love to have almost like a, you know, some little independent shops in there as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like this little kind of utopia of um, well-made stuff, nice independence, and what you're doing there is you're attracting all the, the, the that person there that wants to go there for that reason. Because mm-hmm. at this moment in time, it's just like there's lots of lots of great little retailers in Glasgow. They're all dotted around, but I'd love to have like something like that. That would be the dream to have. Yeah, make them own jackets and the thing is it's just, it's just like I don't want to take over the world with the brand. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not it's not an ambition for me. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather make a difference than make money. Do you know what I mean? It's although I want to make money, but that's yeah. quite a a big thing with us as well, where we're just wanting to to do it right. How's you know? your uh,
0: how's your mum and dad been with you? Are they looking on nodding <laughs> in delight or are they a bit like,
1: oh you can do better here, why don't you try this? Oh, no, I'll never please my mother. It's fine, like, <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. She's. Um, I think it was quite hard for them to obviously leave the complete reins of the brand to me. Do you know what I mean? Literally, like, six months before I started the brand, I was thinking, open up a salad bar. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was just like, right. But I think after a, a few years, it's. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a very creative person. I love creating things. Um, and <clears throat> they are now at that stage now where they're they're kind of a lot more relaxed about the situation and they yeah they've, they've been me. yeah they trust me now yeah 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 so um but I'm kind of left my own devices and I'm making my own decisions and stuff like that and it's and this is where it's just like they've seen what's happening with Finiston now and so, what they're doing, the CCW, is actually just trying to develop their own products for their own shops, which are actually for theirs. Because, as I said, like the bricks and is not dead. The high street is could be amazing, but it's a case of um, you have to adapt with the times. Yeah, totally. you know, And if you want to sit there and moan about the internet, and moan about this and moan about that, nothing's going to change. You have to, you have to adapt. You know, they say adapt or die. So, um, well, um, yeah definitely kind of it's all moving in the right direction and as i said it's been it's been yeah uh, an interest in last year so it has like every week's just like a different assault course
0: it's been where. great to watch it and it's it's been great to see you know that the followers go up and you know more people wearing it and, and people talking about it as well where's the yes. where's the list you've posted to pardon
1: where's the furthest eh. you've posted to uh we go, uh, quite a bit to Australia actually. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I think that, that the thing is as well, is just we do quite a lot of orders to the States. Really? Um we do like obviously because it's a Scottish heritage brand, is that you know, we Skype do nice to limit with that, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, yeah. That's that you know what and I said this from the beginning. It's just like I think, you know, because obviously like it's like obviously we, we see quite a lot of potential. I'd love to have a shop in New York. you know that'd be amazing. um like you know that's 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 an ambition um but like it's it's as I said it's just I think you know it's just getting your local support get that get that nailed and now I really do feel that we do have like a really really strong local support now and everybody's yeah as I said I I just can't get over actually how I'm not saying it's been good because it's you know Times are, times are shite yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean for for a retailer i'd rather have the code at the top open do you know what i mean but times I, I, that sounds really negative times are not shite do you know what i mean there's lots of opportunities out there and um it's just been um we as a business we've been forced to maybe do things that we normally wouldn't do you know for example me coming in and going i need to start speaking to my followers more as a, as a director, you know, which is maybe something I wouldn't have been maybe forced into doing where I feel like I have to do this, you know, and it, it's been really, really good for the brand and we notice it as well that as soon as we actually start to speak to people through our social media, it's like your activity goes up because people just want something real. Yeah, you know, I, I think that
0: maybe this is unfair to say to us, but I feel that from speaking to you today as much as the journey uh, the brand's been on a journey it seems like you've been on a personal journey as well because you <laughs> we talk about you know being, being back in CCW and saying oh that's just a small Scottish brand that's just came up and now you're like do you know what I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to tell them the stories I'm going to show them who I am and people will buy
1: into that as well. Yeah I, exactly I think people just want honesty really and as we say, as a brand just being honest and open um and yeah, as I said, like looking back in that, it was just like I think I was just terrified of people's opinion.
0: Aye.
1: you know, terrified of people's judgment, opinion on They don't want
0: that. You're, you're, nah. you're not, you're not what people nah, would think nah.
1: you know? But now I'm at that stage now where you know, if somebody buys a jacket, I'm like, tell me what's wrong with it. I want to know. I like no, no, not not in a bad way, but it's just yeah. like I love constructive criticism. Um two seconds there's somebody at the door <laughs> no worries um, yeah we're at that stage where i love constructive criticism and um, i love obviously great comments are nice as well um and it's just um yeah, it's, it's it has been very much a i think you are you're spot on saying there where it has been this kind of personal journey as well you know with, with me and finiston where we're kind of at that stage now where it's we're we're, we're quite happy together I love
0: it. I love it. Where can people check you out, Ross, if
1: they haven't done so already? Uh, Yeah, the the website is www.finistingclothing.co.uk. So, .com, sorry, .com. (laughs) Um, I I hope
0: that you'll be open in the next few months.
1: Yeah, so hopefully at the end of April or whenever it's going to be, we'll hopefully have a a shop open. And um, yeah, yeah, I look forward to getting a beer with you as well
0: absolutely thanks very much for your time i really enjoyed that ross and and thanks to everyone who has watched and listened uh, to this episode of the podcast Um,
1: uh, thank you very much guys cheers it's been great cheers ross